Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by induction therapy CEO Angelia Insko in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome, listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, co-host of Skincare Moxie. It's great to be back with you here today as we strive to help educate consumers on the ins and outs of effective skincare. But I'm not the star of this show. I'm simply here to ask a lot of questions that you may have already asked yourself over the years concerning skincare. Angelia Insko is our expert. Angelia is an industry veteran, skincare formulator, and inventor of the collagen pin microneedling device. She and I were business acquaintances before we became personal friends, and I encouraged her to start a podcast to help all of us out here understand how to best care for and protect our skin, particularly when it comes to the anti-aging process. Angelia, it's so good to have you back here with us this week. You just returned from a fantastic trip. How was Aruba? Thanks, Kelly. Aruba was amazing. Such a beautiful place. I'm glad to be back home in Florida and back to the podcast, though. Well, we're glad you're back, too, because today we're going to talk about collagen. Before you left on vacation, you said something to me that I've thought a lot about. You said, I think we should cover some topics that have nothing to do with products or active ingredients, really, and simply teach people some of the basics that drive how we formulate products and why. And that's one of the things that I love about you. You really have a heart for education and sharing your knowledge. And it's not all about selling product all the time. Yes, Kelly, I really, really want to empower women with the knowledge that it takes to make informed decisions about the skincare products they're using and what it's really doing to their skin and not just buying into marketing hype. Great. Yes, that's very true. And, you know, you made this clear to me at the beginning. So on to our discussion about collagen. Collagen seems to come up in every skincare discussion we've had so far. Collagen production is central to getting healthy, glowing skin. So today, you're going to break down collagen for us and teach us what we need to know. Yes, so collagen is the most abundant protein in the human body, making up about 25 to 35% of that whole body protein count. It's found in connective tissues, bones, muscle, skin, and tendons. It's a type of protein that plays a role in building and supporting many tissues, from bones and cartilage to skin, hair, eyes, and digestive system. Some collagen acts as protective coverings for delicate organs in the body as well. So how is collagen produced in our bodies? Collagen is naturally forming in our bodies. And as we age, that production begins to slow down. So you'll see it in many different ways, loss of elasticity in your skin, but even loss of healing. So, you know, when you go out and let's say you cut yourself, It's natural collagen forming from the wound damage that is causing you to heal yourself back. It produces collagen and that collagen forms new skin, which helps you with healing. And you'll notice as you get older, even that begins to slow down. And it also protects your joints, you know, your bones, all of your connective tissues. And that's why, once again, as we age, we'll notice that some of that begins to slow down. You know, your joints don't have as much gel in them. And some people have to have, you know, go get injections in their knees. So it's also obviously affecting your skin. And you got to think about it in your skin as the mattress pad of your skin. It's what's keeping it nice and plump and thick, which helps with elasticity and not losing volume in your skin. Well, that's an interesting way to think of it as a mattress pad for your skin. And I read that 
the way our body naturally makes collagen is by breaking down dietary protein into amino acids. And then the amino acids are what build the various types of protein, including collagen. So it all comes back to, wow, protein in our diet is really important because that leads to collagen production. So anyway, one of the things on this podcast we talk a lot about, like you said, is the loss of collagen. When does that collagen production slow down in our bodies? It typically starts around the age of 30. And a lot of it has to do with intrinsic and extrinsic factors, meaning, you know, what you inherited and then also extrinsic being out in the environment and factors out there, how well you've treated your body. And then, of course, your heritage of what you inherited. Right. From your mama and your grandmama. Yep. That too. (laughs) Yep. And then I read that um, women also experience a dramatic reduction in collagen synthesis after menopause. So that explains a lot. Just one more thing that changes after menopause Any idea why women experience such a dramatic reduction in collagen synthesis after menopause? Well, hormones affects the whole aging process of your body. And after menopause, you've greatly lost a lot of your hormones. And some women don't even do hormone replacement. But that greatly affects it, is your hormones. Okay. So that brings me to my next question, which is, why is collagen production so important to the anti-aging process? So we'll go back to that mattress pad of your skin is that, you know, it keeps it nice and thick and plump. And then when you lose that collagen, it starts to thin down. You lose laxity. It gets thinner, crepier. You know, that's why we go and get collagen injections a lot of times is just to fill out our skin, give us that nice plump look. And then when you have more collagen, you have more volume and that gives you a lifting factor. Right. We've seen, I've noticed, and I'm not skinny, so, but I've noticed sometimes skinny women their faces look more saggy because they don't have as much fat in there. Kind it's, of like it's true. So <laughs> that is one of the perks of having a little extra fat on your body is usually you don't age as much in your facial features. Right, right. So another thing that I think about when you talk about wrinkles and sagging skin is I feel like one of the first places that sags is around your knees. And I guess that's because that's close to a joint, right? And collagen is required for... It is close to a joint, but think about how many times, too, that you're setting outside with your knees exposed. You probably don't apply sunscreen. And so you're getting collagen breakdown from actually environmental sun damage while you're setting like that. And all of us, I think, have been known to do that. Oh, we're just setting outside. No big deal. Where our face, we're treating our face to help keep the collagen production going on. Rarely are we treating our bodies. So maybe I need to start making sure I have sunscreen on my knees when I go out all the time because I'm very self-conscious about that. Also, collagen helps keep the skin moisturized, right? Now, why is that? Is it just because it's just cellular turnover and it's healthier, newer skin? Well, it's thicker. So think of anything that's thicker. It has more room to maintain moisture. So, Angelia, I know that you have taught me that retinol and vitamin C are both active ingredients that help prevent collagen loss. Can you break down how retinol and vitamin C help in that process? So there's a couple of ways. One is they actually, those molecules help you produce collagen. So you're not only preventing collagen loss, you're producing new collagen. But vitamin C also being an antioxidant, it prevents collagen degradation. So it's preventing you from losing collagen and your collagen breaking down And it's also stimulating new collagen at the same time. So can you back up there and go back to retinol? How exactly does retinol 
help prevent collagen loss. So it actually does produce collagen. It's the number one thing for producing collagen, the number one ingredient, I should say. So by stimulating collagen, you're forming new skin cells. By forming those new skin cells, it helps to keep your skin cell cycles on a regular healthy cycle like they used to be when you were younger. So it keeps new skin coming to the surface. So you're always having healthy skin. And that's why you call retinol food for the skin. That's right. Because it's constantly feeding that turnover process. So your skin cycles stay in a good rotation or whatever you want to call it. I just made that word up. But you're constantly creating new skin. So as long as you're constantly growing new skin, then you're in good shape. And collagen can be anti-inflammatory as well. I know we hear a lot about taking collagen supplements to help our bones and joints and generally reduce inflammation in our bodies. Does collagen have an anti-inflammatory effect on our skin? So when you have more collagen in your skin, it does help with inflammation because it's nice and plump and healthier. And the healthier your skin, the less inflammation that you're going to have. Okay. So everything that we do to generate collagen production is also having an anti-inflammatory effect. Yes, for the skin function, sometimes those products, when you first start them, can give your skin a little inflammation. So just be aware of that. As we all know, if you've used retinol or vitamin Cs, more in the retinol, sometimes you can have some inflammation when you first start them just from inducing these new molecules that are now inducing you to help with collagen and grow new skin cells. Right. So a little bit of temporary inflammation for the longer term benefit of anti-inflammatory yes. um, benefits. So you mentioned collagen injections earlier, and I've heard that collagen is sometimes injected into the skin. You know, what is all that all about? It's like a filler and they can inject it and it helps to plump up the skin and it can help even with scars. You know, if you've got a, an indented scar. Like an acne scar? It could, yes. So what would the difference be between a collagen injection per se versus getting Botox? So Botox is, it basically paralyzes the muscles to keep it from moving. It's not plumping. You're talking about like hyaluronic acid injections is more comparable to a collagen injection like Juvederm or Restylane. That's what you would use as a filler to plump the skin. Okay. And when is collagen used versus one of the other types of filler? Well, I don't see them use collagen much and I, as opposed to the other fillers because people can have more of a reaction to a collagen injection. And I think the fillers also last a little, would last a little bit longer. So they've kind of moved away from that and they use more of these hyaluronic acid fillers. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And I also have heard about these. I've never seen them, but when I was Googling around, I've never seen one in the store, but I was Googling this and I was seeing a lot about cosmetic collagen lotions that claim to be effective. Yeah, I don't think so. You need the best lotion for your skin. It's going to be the ones that cause you produce collagen. And why do these collagen lotions, why are they not effective? Because you can't really get the molecule of the collagen into your skin that much. Okay. So that would be something that's probably yeah. a lot of marketing hype. Yeah, it is a lot of marketing hype. And you got to look at the molecular weight of those. Now they can be very hydrating and they can feel very nice to your skin. Yeah. But it's not getting the collagen into your skin. Yeah. That collagen needs to come from your collagen. You know, collagen that you generate. Right. You can't just slather it on like no. <laughs> sunscreen or something. Okay. Too bad. That would just make it so much easier than everything else. We no have pain, to go no through. gain. Right, Kelly? <laughs> no pain, no gain for sure. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up microneedling since you are the inventor of the collagen pin microneedling device. 
I know because I actually get microneedling treatments. And that is another way to stimulate collagen production. Will you share with our listeners how the collagen pen works to stimulate collagen production? Yeah, so it kind of goes back to something we said at first. What it did, the collagen pen does, or any microneedling, it creates a micro injury in the skin, a micro controlled injury. So, and we know, as we said before, when we wound the skin, we have a rush of collagen to help heal the skin. So with microneedling, you can actually get rid of scars because a wound that's not controlled can leave a scar. But with a controlled wound of what we're doing, we're forming new skin without having that risk of leaving scars. And microneedling can also be done on all skin types, Fitzpatrick's one through six. So it 100% of the time lays down a new bed of collagen, and it is the most natural way to get collagen. So that was some insider language there, Fitzpatrick 1 through 6. Can you explain to our listeners what that is? The Fitzpatrick scale is a determination of light to dark skin, and Fitzpatrick's being the darkest skin out there. And as we start to move into Fitzpatrick 4 through 5, people who have more melanin in their skin can have some reactions and maybe not can have the same treatments that Fitzpatrick one through three people can have because they could stand a chance of hyperpigmenting. With microneedling, you do not run that risk if the microneedling is done appropriately and the right products are used during and post microneedling. If you have a reaction during a microneedling section, it's going to be because they use the wrong products on you. Okay. So listeners, if you're interested in microneedling, this is a treatment that must be performed by a trained medical professional. So call your dermatologist, medical spa, or a licensed esthetician in your area to find out who offers this service and be sure to ask how long they've been microneedling. Anytime you go for a treatment like this, it's important to vet the provider just as you would if you're going to hire a surgeon per se. Find a provider with deep experience in skincare and the utilization of medical grade skincare products and procedures so you make sure that you're getting good results. Absolutely. Kelly, we offer a very high level of training. We offer hands-on training for all of our accounts and we only sell our device to medical facilities. I know that there are companies out there who don't do hands-on training. They maybe send a video or they refer you to a YouTube, but we absolutely 100% do hands-on training with our trainers that go nationwide to do the training. You just want to be sure of that. Also, I would say if you're looking at microneedling is the one thing about the collagen pen is we have more needles and we go deeper. So we say more power, more needles, more depth equals more collagen. And so one of those treatments can sometimes equal what it may take three to four treatments from another device that has less needles and doesn't go in deep and doesn't have as much power. So I will, I'll point that out to you. But from any microneedling treatment, you should get some benefit. Wow, that's good to know. One question I always get when I'm telling my friends about microneedling is, oh my gosh, needles in your face, doesn't that hurt? It should not be painful. At Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, especially around sensitive areas like around my lips when I'm having it done. Angelia, do you have anything to add on the, the pain factor? So most of your medical facilities will just put like a topical numbing agent on your skin and you don't feel hardly anything, if anything, to be honest with you. And that depends on how deep they're going. If they're going real light, you might not even need it at all. Right. So would you say then that microneedling is the number one best way to generate collagen if you are microneedling on a regular basis? Yes. So if I was going to, if I'm trying to do some correction and I want to see results quick, I would go with microneedling. 
Now, an adjunct of using the retinol and the vitamin C with it is going to get you even quicker results, and you should be using that daily. And so if you get microneedling treatments, how far should you spread them apart? How often do you get them? If you're going to physician's office to get microneedling, you're looking at every four weeks. Okay. And you don't want to go too long because we're laying down a bed. We're creating a cascade of collagen production, and it's important to keep that cascade going for you to get the maximum results. Get on a schedule. Yes. I need to get on a regular schedule. Yes. I'm it's kind of really near. Nilly. You're going to get results no matter what, 100% of the time. Okay. But you'll get better results if your treatment are regular. And you need to go ahead and book at least three treatments to start. If you're not, don't expect to get the right results. That's a good way to set expectations, Angelia. So just like anything else health related in our lives, diet plays an integral part in success. And Angelia, you're not a nutritionist, but you do know a lot about health and wellness and you've studied good nutrition and how it helps in the anti-aging process, as well as just general skin health. Can you give us some dietary tips for helping to prevent or simply slow down collagen loss? Yes. So look at your antioxidants. That's going to help greatly. You know, blueberries, green tea, black, any of your berries, most all of your fruits. Also look at your omega-3s, you know, like salmon, tuna, that sort of thing. And then natural sources of vitamin C as well. And natural sources of amino acids. Those are all going to help to prevent from inside out. Understand that you still need these things topically to get the best results in your skin. And amino acids are found in proline, which is really a form of protein, right? So we're looking at egg whites, meat, cheese, cabbage, all of those for amino acids. Yeah. And there's a lot of amino acid supplements too. You know, I take like L-carnitine and um, different things. So look at all of those because those do have an effect on helping with your collagen in your body. Also, I read copper, which you get from shellfish, nuts, bread meat. So all really interesting. So if you want to help slow down collagen loss and speed up collagen production, just as a recap, think about foods with amino acids, antioxidants, vitamin C, copper, vitamin A, that would be like beta carotene and carrots. Really just when you think about it, it's all that it's fruits and vegetables with a little bit of fish and meat thrown in there. So on that note, what are some of the things that damage collagen production? Kelly smoking, one of the number one things. Sunlight, getting out in the sun without protection. High sugar consumptions. Genetic disorders, autoimmune disorders, any form of tobacco consumption, any of those are going to affect your collagen loss. I would have never have thought about high sugar consumption. That's interesting. It hurts everything. Yeah. Yeah. All the good stuff is always bad for us. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, that was a lot to cover. I feel like I need to go back and take notes on this episode. Thank you for helping us to understand more about collagen. Angelie, I like to end each episode by asking you about a product or ingredient that you're really excited about right this moment. What is it today? Can you give us the insider scoop on a new trend or product development? So Kelly, you know, I have to go back to say, I got to say retinol. Everybody knows me, known me for years, knows I retinol every day. And we're talking about collagen and it's the number one collagen producer. So you need to be using a good retinol and all retinols are not equal. And, you know, I'm happy if anybody has a product they would like for us to review and they want to send us the information 
to my email that you're going to share at the end. We would love to do some product reviews. It doesn't have to be our product. Certainly, there are other products out there that are are great, and I'd love to be able to review those. And if they're not great, then I'd like to be able to kind of tell you why that I think they're not great. Oh, that would be fun. So mm-hmm. there you have it. Listeners, if you want to email Angelia at A-N-G-E-L-I-A and ask her to review a product, perhaps it's a product that you use or you're thinking about purchasing or that you've been using for years, she will give you her honest opinion, pro or con. Also, listeners, if you want to learn more about retinol, early on in the podcast, we did an episode called Retinol versus Tretinoin. If you go back and find that episode and listen to it, Angelia really unpacks everything you need to know about retinol, the different strengths and what you should be using as far as retinol products that address various skin concerns. So, Thank you for being here with us this week, Angelia, and thank you to our listeners. Don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast and social media by following the A Method on Facebook and the A Method at the A Method on Instagram. You can also follow the hashtag Skincare Moxie, and Moxie is spelled M O X I E. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit theamethod.com and click the podcast subscribe button at the top right of the screen. When you do that, you will receive in your inbox a 20% off one-time discount code. And that is good for 20% off an entire purchase. It's a one-time discount code. So if you're looking to get on a regimen, save that discount code, order all the products at one time so you can get the maximum benefit of that discount. And finally, once again, Angelia has agreed to answer your skincare questions personally if you email her at angelia at skincaremoxie.com. And also live chat is now available on the amethod.com. So if you're on the website and you have a question, simply click on chat and a licensed esthetician will be there to help answer your questions. Thanks so much. And also special thanks to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville-based HumblePod. He's at humblepod.com. Thanks everyone. Until next time. <laughs>